who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden. Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast. Before we get into this week's show, we wanted to say sports are a huge part of our lives and what we love. But at the end of the day, it's high-level entertainment, and it doesn't overshadow the lives and safety of the athletes we admire that play them. All of us here at the Matter of Stats podcast want to express our deepest thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family and wish him a speedy and full recovery. Yeah. Uh, well said, Anthony. Prayers up for sure to uh, DeMar Hamlin and uh, to his friends, family, his teammates. Uh, you know, that was a, a scary situation for sure. And, you know, you never want to see something like that. So definitely praying for a speedy recovery. Cool. All right. So with that, we will, you know, try to get into sports like usual and maybe uh, focus on some fun and positive stuff uh, to, uh, ease our minds. Uh, but yes, prayers out and hopefully, hopefully speedy recovery. Um, all right, let's jump into our headlines this week. Uh, in some sad news, um, sports legend, soccer legend, Pele passed away at the age of 82. Uh, TCU and Georgia, unfortunately, Billy, will face off in the college football national championship game which is uh, on January the 9th. Tulane shocked USC in the Cotton Bowl, 46-45, ending the game on a 16-0 run. Uh, it was a pretty crazy week in the NBA if you were uh, scoring points. Uh, Luca became the first player in NBA history with a 60-point, 21-rebound, 10-assist stat line uh, in an overtime win over the Knicks. And uh, just yesterday, uh, Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points, becoming the first 70.10 assist game in NBA history. And those are some of our headlines this week, gentlemen. That, that was an efficient 71 points, too. If you, if you look at the stat line, like, you know, his, his uh, shooting percentage and all that. I mean, that, that was crazy. And the same night, too, Clay dropped 54. Yeah. Those well, of- even... Even in that game, uh, uh, DeRozan scored what forty yeah, four in so, that in that same because they were playing the Bulls. Um, happy for Clay. I mean, a lot of people are doubting him, and uh, for him to put that up, I'm sure that's a big confidence booster for him. So uh, good for him. Yeah, and Luca too, man, crazy. What, what do you what do you have like three 50, 50 point games in the last five games or something like Luka, that? Luca's killing it. What did you yeah. fifty in like the last week? Yeah, <laughs> all on, those fifty four. He's been on fire. It was funny. It was funny because I was looking back at our uh, um, uh, predictions from before the season started, and I, I thought I had Luca as the MVP, but I didn't. I had Giannis as the MVP, but I had uh, Jason Kidd as as a uh, Coach of the Year. Um, but we're not really hearing much about Kidd. But but Doncic is killing it, man. No, Anthony, well, you didn't you or no? Who Luca? Yeah. No, um, I don't remember who I had. Do you remember offhand, Kobe? 
I no, think I, prob- I, 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 think don't, I don't I, actually I don't actually listen to you guys. I just yeah. Listen. Oh, I know you just listen to yourself. <laughs> I get it. I think I think I might have had um, Steph, but I don't remember for sure. Uh, your boy Zion's gonna be out like a month with a hamstring. I know, man. It's it's crazy because uh, I kind of feel like it's kind of that that jaw factor as well. You know, like I, I, I'm kind of still a little pessimistic on how Jaw's career is going to turn out because he's kind of injury prone. He's so explosive, but Zion's kind of got the same thing going. And, you know, obviously Zion's a little heavier. So who knows, um, who knows how, how those two careers are going to play out, but yeah, it's kind of feeling like that's going to be something that we're going to see from time to time from both of those guys, you know? So. That reminds me of like a, uh, you know, young Derek Rose when he first got in the league, explosive, going yep. to the, attacking with no care. You know, Jaws got a little bit more ups and stuff than Derek does, but yeah, I mean, I I hope hopefully you know they can stay healthy and figure out you know these injuries and find a way to you know keep from re-injuring themselves. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you got Jaw on the he's probably too fragile, too you know slight built injury front and then you got zion on the opposite end of the spectrum where he's <laughs> yeah. he's too big and on the injury front so it's like what are you gonna do you, you if you're, you're too small you get hurt you're too big you get hurt you gotta yeah. live right in the middle yeah somewhere in the middle yep i mean a lot of, a lot of it's how you prepare and how you take care of your body too especially in the off season you know if you're if you take the off season say all right i'm on break and start eating a bunch of pizzas and cheeseburgers obviously that's not gonna work right i mean you know guys guys who have the money like lebron and for instance, Tom Brady, they spend like a million dollars a year on their body. I'm sure other NBA players that hasn't been advertised. Look at Vince Carter. He played all those years and, you know, look look how he was able to adjust and take care of his body. A lot of it's like your mindset and, you know, the mentality of, all right, this is the off season. I can take a little bit of a break, but I'm not going to go overboard and do all this and that. I'm still going to take care of my off season and make sure I'm good to go, you know, coming training camp and you don't have to work as hard to get back in shape you're not you're not gonna go full-blown billy in the off season you know if you're gonna go if you have to work harder (laughs) if you have to work harder to get in shape you're gonna you're more likely to injure yourself he he just he just overlooked that (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny though something tells me that zion and ja probably eat the same food (laughs) They probably both cruised through McDonald's. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Well, you know, Shaq and Embiid and those guys, you know, they're eating cheeseburgers on the sideline, you know, and they're not ashamed to, to say it or show it. So, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's, you know, your, your, your boy, your boy Luca, he's on the, he, he's on the, uh, the Billy diet, right? He has his, he has his little magic drink before, before and after every game, and he's oh. dropping 50 a night. <laughs> That's a secret. No. So maybe that's the magic uh, trick. Hey, I go play. I always pound one. So right, doesn't I mean? Doesn't LeBron have his wine after the games and stuff too? Right? Maybe that's, that's the secret. True. Well, when he's when he's not playing, he has it on the sideline <laughs> <laughs> under his under his seat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. Well, speaking of LeBron, there we go. <laughs> that's that's called a segue. We call that a segue, Billy, in the yeah, biz. Yeah, I know what it's called in the well, biz. Speak- Speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, um, let's do a little quick recap of the Lakers road trip. So um, Lakers, you know, finished up their uh, five game road trip, three and two. So, you know, not, not bad. At least uh, they finished with a winning record. 
in the month of December, uh, your boy LeBron uh, has been putting in some work. Uh, he's been doing what he can to try to carry this team, averaging 31 points, seven rebounds, just over seven assists, and shooting about 54% from the field uh, in the month of December. Uh, and since AD went down, the Lakers are 500. They've played 10 games, won five, lost five. So pretty much treading water without AD, which I think is kind of what we expected. Maybe, honestly, a little better than what we expected to actually be 500. Um, but, uh, you know, you said what you want about LeBron. Obviously, he, he's got his, you know, he's not perfect. The three-point shooting hasn't been there like we talked about the last couple of weeks. But he had a tremendous month of December, and he, over the last few games especially, really trying to carry this team offensively, you know, back-to-back 40-plus point games, back-to-back wins. Um, and it's, it's nice to see a, a few guys step up here and there, but I still think overall we're lacking that consistency from some of the role players that are getting their opportunities. Uh, you know, Walker missed a couple games, but JTA came back. So you're still trying to balance some things. The last few games, it seems like Darvin Ham has gone with a little slightly more larger lineups, Fine. You know, which, which I think, which, yeah, which I think has been a, been a, a real benefit. I think you saw it particularly uh, in the last few games uh, with those larger lineups uh, being a little more balanced and, and helping us on the offense at the defensive end. But um, yeah. What have your guys uh, you know, thoughts been, you know, just on the last uh, handful of games here? I, I mean, I like, I like that ham is going bigger now. Um, you know, uh, Thomas Bryant's playing well. He's, he's getting a ton of rebounds for us, which is a huge help. Uh, I like JTA back in the lineup. He's getting, he's getting those hustle plays, playing some good D, getting those rebounds and being a little scrappy in there. Um, <clears throat> Gabriel, you know, he, he's, he doesn't play a lot of minutes, but when he does, you know, he does the scrappy stuff. He's not great offensively, but you know, he does a little scrappy stuff. If you ask Kobe, Pat Beverly is the reason why we're three and two. But <laughs> uh, Pat Beverly's actually finally starting to play well as well. Maybe he's starting to get a little more comfortable. Um, he's not he's not scoring a bunch, which is kind of expected. You know, I, I would like him to maybe get to an average around 12, 10 to thirteen points a game would be nice. But uh, you know, he's playing some good D, hustling. You know, gotten some blocks, steals, and stuff like that. So. He's doing stuff that's, uh, you know, not not on the stat sheet, which is which is helping. Troy Brown's been shooting uh, better, um, seems to feel more comfortable. But like you said, the key word is consistency. How 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 consistent is this going to be? How long will this last? And how long can we sustain? You know, with AD out, uh, LeBron, you know, dropping forty a game, we can't rely on that every every game. It's just not feasible at his age. Um, and if he does, uh, it, it's just going to end up, uh, I'm sure you guys remember that year Kobe was playing, you know, almost 46 minutes a game, 45 minutes a game. And, uh, and then he got hurt before the playoffs. That's, you know, his tragic Achilles injury. And before his Achilles, yeah. That, that, that was all the minutes and, and effort and hard you know, hustling and everything, just trying to will a team to, just to get to the playoffs. So. Uh, that's something we don't want to see. So, um, you know, hopefully AD can come back soon. That'll be a big help and maybe 
these guys are getting some confidence in them. We can get some more consistency, but uh, I, I still think we're one or two players short, but you know, decent road trip. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, the next few games. You know, we got a tough one tomorrow night my, uh, playing against Miami. So that'll be a good, maybe a good measuring stick to see where we're at at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly think uh, it's this podcast, man. We're the, we're the secret, you know, cause uh, Anthony, we were talking uh, last month about, about Thomas Bryant wanting to see more out of him. And then what do you know? It's like ever since that day, like this guy's been playing pretty consistent, pretty, uh, pretty high level basketball. And then what, what we just said this about Troy Brown jr. Too, like two weeks ago. And all of a sudden, you know, Troy Brown jr. Over the last three games is shooting Nine of seventeen from threes, fifty three percent from the three in the last three games. And it's like yeah, pretty much ever since we we were talking about him on the on the pod, which we don't we don't really bring up Troy Brown Jr. too much, but we happened to a few weeks ago. So I thought that was kind of funny, but but no, man, uh, Billy, like you said, you know, um, everybody's uh, kind of you know stepping up. Pat Bev uh, included. I remember listening to Pat Bev's pod um, way back, like months ago when the season started, and um, he was saying the same thing. You know, when 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 this team got off to a bad start. Um, from the three-point line, just shooting in general, he was like, look, he's like, we're not missing these on purpose. I promise you guys, we're not doing this on purpose. He's like, they're just not falling right now, but they will. They will at some point. And when they when they do, you know, watch out for us, you know. So um, so it's, it's been nice to see him too, you know. And I know I know Anthony cringes every time he makes a three because, you know, that's, that's one less argument he has against Pat Bev, you know. So Pat Bev making threes, you know. Um, like you said, uh, Reeves and, uh, and TB are playing nice. Troy Brown Jr. playing nice. We really had to uh, play at our best again yesterday. LeBron was hitting everything against the Hornets, and the Hornets were, you know, not playing great at all. And we only beat them by what six points or something. So it it is almost like LeBron has to be flawless for this team to win. So we're not going to match anybody on threes. We're not going to make uh, what what did you say we needed to make Anthony at least fifteen a game or something like that. Well, I, you, I, I, always, I always, I said a few weeks ago that I felt like the magic number was over twelve. Like we had to average at least twelve a game, and I still think we're averaging about ten. Yeah. Which is which is last in the league, but um, I mean, you you said it, Billy. The sustainability is what makes me nervous right. from from all aspects, not just the LeBron thing, because uh, you're right. I mean, Kobe. LeBron can't score 40 every single night for us to beat the worst team in the league by six points. And yeah, we can't rely on that. It's the other guys that are going to have to be more consistent. And, you know, Reeves was really good for a stretch. Then he, then he struggled for the, you know, a few games. And then, you know, he had a couple good games and they're kind of all like that, right? Like Lonnie Walker seems like, man, this guy's really good for like a week or two. And then he disappears for like three or four games. Yeah. So there's well, been mean, a lot of a lot of that. Too, so I think well, a lot, I think a lot of that has to do too with the fact that again, this is a new <laughs> roster. The last couple of years have been new rosters. Teams that LeBron plays for, he's always shuffling the deck, you know. So it's hard to get into a rhythm um and, and play consistently as an entire unit when that kind of stuff is happening. So I think that's to be expected, you know. Even even how I brought up the Troy Brown Jr. um stat a second ago um in the last three games shooting 53%, but uh the night against the Hawks, he only went 1 of 4. He only shot 25%. So imagine if he he'd made a few more. I mean, he'd be even better, you know, but it's going to be kind of up and down sometimes, you know. Well, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Look but look at the five games before that. He 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 didn't do anything. So Right, cuz we hadn't talked about him yet on the pod. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's you're right. We didn't bring him up yet. Didn't, <laughs> you didn't, uh, your little uh, crystal ball. He hadn't, uh, he hadn't popped up yet, but, um, 
No, I, I think that the lineup is important, right? Obviously, at some point, we had to start playing a little bit bigger. Clearly, we don't have the size uh, to play, you know, big enough because we don't have the wings. But you can't you can't put four guard lineups out there for, you know, 25, 30 minutes of a game. You've got to play with a little more size. And I, th- <clears throat> I think getting JTA back helped that a little bit by default because that's another – you know, guy that's above, you know, six, three that you can put on the court. So that helps a little bit. Um, obviously LeBron playing at a high level that helps, you know, everybody, but yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting because you can't rely on LeBron to do what he's doing. And, you know, Billy, you made a good point. You know, when you talked about that year that Kobe, you know, base, you know, you know, basically de- de- destroyed himself to, to get the team into the playoffs and it's, you know, there's some similarities, right? Because that team was struggling, was below 500. And then, you know, Kobe just put the team on his back basically the whole second half of the season and, and carried us into the playoffs, but at a cost. And you just wonder this team below 500, struggling, big, you know, LeBron. I think we yeah, had but big, I mean, three that, big three that season too, Steve Nash and uh, Dwight, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. His- scary similar yeah well and lebron even said jokingly when on his birthday game where he scored the 47 right he said well i've been i've been averaging 30 something a game and it hasn't worked so i figured tonight i'm gonna have to score 40 <laughs> and it's kind of a joke but it's kind of true like he, he was averaging he was scoring 35 36 a night and we were still losing so it's it's like he's like well i'm gonna have to score more if we're gonna have a chance to win but he can't he's 38 years old he can't score 40 something a night so we can barely squeak out victories. But, he, but is, he, is he really 38, though? When you spend a million dollars on your body, he's maybe 28. Come on. Okay, well, look. You, you, you really you can, 10 years off? <laughs> you can, you can, yeah, man, a million dollars a year. I mean, what? He's, he's not He's not a cyborg. Like, what? <laughs> okay, okay, fine. He's, okay, fine. He's like the million-dollar man? Okay, fine. He's 30. <laughs> I mean, he said he wanted to play till he's 45. So if you're playing till well, 45, most people play till they're 35, maybe? So he's, 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 yeah. he's 10 years no, younger. I, so. I understand that, but he doesn't have bionic parts. I mean, he's still he's still out there, you know, trying to, you know, dominate against guys that are, you know, 10, 12, 13 years younger than him. And it just it's a little bit alarming because it's not just the points. He played 40 minutes of that game against the Hornets. 40 of the 48 minutes. We had a decent lead. There's no way we should have given that up. He should have been out of the game with 10 minutes left in the fourth. There's no yeah. Way. And did you, something I thought was interesting too, after the, you know, during the, the post game press conference, they, somebody had asked Darvin Ham about, you know, the minutes, you know, because LeBron played 40 minutes in that game. They've been playing a lot of minutes lately, you know, obviously. And they asked Darvin Ham, you know, what do you think about that? Like, how do you kind of, work through that or manage it or whatever. He said something that was kind of interesting. He said basically that, you know, when LeBron is hot doing his thing, like they're going to ride him, you know, as long as they can and ride him, you know, as best they can, which that was kind of interesting because I, I get the, I get the truth behind that, but is that, is that really the right approach? I mean, yeah, you want to ride him, but can you really afford to ride LeBron and really, really push him like that. Well, it was just yeah. like I, it's just like I said. He's he spends a million dollars on his body. Well, well, then what'd you do that for? It's 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 for these kind of moments. You're still looking to play another 
seven seven years, then this is yeah. this is where you've invested uh, your money in. And you know, Darvin Ham also said that's a luxury that we have, and we're happy to have that. You know, so it's not like he's at the tail end of his career and he's having to play these minutes like you know, like like Kobe at the end of his career was basically you know i mean it, it took him everything to get to get that 60 point game on his final game you know he had to take days off here and there but again if this is what lebron and, and anytime lebron is dunking right now i don't feel like he's 38 i like i don't feel like he's lost his his step his ups nothing like he's getting high above that rim still i, I get it but, but like you really think he's gonna play till he's 45 i mean come on well like anthony said he's he's not a cyborg it's not like he's in the off season, he's paying a million dollars to, you know, put spare parts or whatever, like replace, replace a little bone spur here or something like that. It's like, he's still going to get little, he's still going to get nicks and bruises and stuff like that. Like everybody else, like the million dollars is just to basically keep your weight training, your conditioning, your diet and stuff like that. So you, you can run and do all that stuff. So you can work out the way you can to, to keep your muscles and stuff strong. But, your bones and stuff like that. I mean, stuff stuff can happen. I mean, that's that's age. So, I mean, that's something where he can't play forty minutes a game. That's just not sustainable. There's, there's no way. I don't know. I haven't really. I mean, maybe you guys can speak to this more. I haven't really seen Tom Brady fall off, fall off like that. And that's Tom Brady. I mean, like like LeBron. Uh, LeBron is like an incredible Hulk. Uh, you know, physique wise. Uh, you know, if you're comparing the two, so why not? Well, yeah, but consider depend- him 30, well, but what do you consider? Yeah, but what do you consider fall off? Because Brady has not had a very good season. Well, I know he didn't have have the greatest season, but there was a lot of other outside distractions, all kinds of other stuff going on with Tom Brady. So it wasn't really a a fair shake, uh, you know, uh, at, as to what he's been able to do in the past. He's, he's this season. Like if you look at him now, compared to like the beginning of this season, he looks like he's eating again and stuff like that. It Tom- wasn't. It wasn't an apples to apples uh, yeah. season to look at. Oh, Brady's Brady's has some, his outside personal stuff going on that we won't, you know, get into or anything because we don't know how to affect him. But yeah, you could tell just how he looks and stuff. Like total night and day from the beginning of the season to now. You know, now that everything's kind of settled down, but and you can see the team kind of getting a little better here and there. We'll see what happens there, but anyway. But I mean, I mean, think about this though too. Tom Brady is what? What is he like? Forty-five right now, isn't he? Yeah. So, so think about Tom Brady seven years ago when he was thirty-eight. Was he was he still not like the goat of all goats? I mean, that's where LeBron is right now. No, uh, LeBron is still playing great. We're not I, I'm disputing that. I'm just saying, at some point, eventually. I don't know how know, this turned into me defending LeBron. It's, it slows down. I like I like it though. I like where it's going. I like it. I well, like we're it. just saying we're saying. I mean, pay 40, 40 minutes a game, eighty two games, it, it, or whatever games have left. He's just started playing for whatever. That it's not it's not sustainable. It's not for any player at any age. I don't I don't think is that's really sustainable. I just feel like it's a recipe for for disaster, right? Because. <laughs> But, you know, potentially that could be how AD hurt his foot, right? Because he was playing a lot of minutes, you know, over playing really well, just like LeBron is, but playing heavy minutes, scoring a bunch of points, doing great, helping us win games, which is all great. But, you know, that, that, that's – I'm just saying it's a lot of minutes. He was playing a lot of minutes for a guy that's injury prone, and then he got hurt. But a million dollars on his body. He wasn't playing like 40 minutes and up. 
Maybe a couple of games he did, but he wasn't averaging 40 minutes a game. Well, but that Boston game, that Boston game, he played the entire second half and overtime. And then wasn't it the next game against Denver that he got hurt? I think I think that was just because it was Boston. I mean, we we just didn't want to lose to Boston. Well, but. I, I'm just I'm just saying it could just be coincidence. My, the point I'm trying to make is when you when you, it's a lot of minutes for a guy that's 38 years old. To, well, and he's, got, he's got to carry us right now, and I don't know if that he can't. It's not as risky. Look, and and I don't and I don't disagree with you guys. Like maybe he does want a little bit of extra help, so he doesn't have to play so many minutes. But if I'm LeBron and I've been spending all this money on my body for since the start of my career, I would feel like, oh hell yeah, like now my investment's finally paying off. This this is what I this is what I paid the money for. I'm gonna show the people. I'm gonna show Laker Nation. I'm gonna show the world that uh, I still got this in me, and I I can play till I'm 45 at a very high level. I mean, that's just the way I see it. No, well, yeah. I mean, time will well, tell. I think something has to be done. You know, we, we still have to do something to improve the team and just to help him out because it's just not. And hopefully, like I said, I hope Davis comes back soon. I hope it's nothing major, but, you know, the, that's still kind of pretty hush-hush. Um, they're being very uh, vague about you know, his timetable. So we'll see what happens there. Well, yeah, and, and you're right, Billy. And you know, prior to LeBron's birthday and this, you know, two-game winning streak, you just alluded to it, Kobe, that you know, if he wants to play for several more years, and he made it pretty clear, you know, a few games ago that he wants to win and he's all about winning, and that's his goal. Um, and that led a lot of people, you know, social media and stuff, to kind of run with the idea was. Was he trying to send a message? Is there a disconnect between him and the front office? Um, you know, and then of course, you know, what's that going to mean for the future of the franchise? Is he going to be here long term? Are the Lakers going to trade him? Like, you know, Cutter, what's you know what's going to happen? What what do you think? What do you think about you know his comments that he made about uh, a week ago, Kobe? Okay, <laughs> I'm actually yeah, I'm actually sending it to Billy, and then I I want I want you to go, Anthony, because I I think I want to go at the end. So you go ahead. Right. I want to hear what you guys got to say first. <laughs> I'm not used to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I was ready, but I was like, okay, and then it went back. And, uh, <laughs> uh, there's no, there's no advantage. There's no advantage gained or lost for going first. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying it's kind of weird how it went back and forth like that. Um, damn. Now I got thrown. <laughs> uh, I, I think LeBron's in that stage where you know he he signed that extension. Um, you know, like Kobe likes to say, we, we, we don't know what happened behind closed door. We don't know that what that conversation was between him and the front office. But he didn't sign the extension just to come out here and play ball for fun and, you know, put people in the stands and all that. He, he Like you said, he, he's right. He's a winner. Um, he, he wants to win. He's not out there, you know, to mess around and just play street ball. He wants to go out there and win games. So um, in his understanding – Maybe whatever what he was taking from his meetings that he was under the impression that, hey, he's going to be put players around him that are going to help win while he's here and while Davis is here. And the front office, from what we've seen the last couple of years, in my opinion, is stuck on holding on to these picks and looking at the future and, and not looking in the now. So, um there, that might be a disconnect there. Like I said, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I don't know what the conversations have been. That's just how I see it from the outside looking in. 
that LeBron wants to win now. The front office is looking into the future. That's why they're holding on the picks or whatever the case may be. And there could be a disconnect, but, I mean, we don't know for sure. This is just our opinions. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I agree with uh, some of the points you're making, Billy. I think that <clears throat> clearly um, there has to be some level of continuity and trust, right? Rob talks about it. He, you know, he talks about it often. He talked about it even before the start of the season, right? About collaborating, right? Making decisions with your stars and, you know, and putting a product out there that's going to be competitive and fight and, and, and what we did last year is unacceptable and all that stuff. So clearly, yeah, if LeBron signed the extension, he signed it for several reasons. One of them, uh, probably because he still wants to be in LA. He wants to live here and, and stay here and probably doesn't want to jump around to another two or three teams if he doesn't have to, because that starts to make your legacy look a little more tarnished, you know, even further if you just jump, jump, jump. Yeah. But uh, he, he obviously, they had some sort of plan in place or discussion at least in place about maybe what the plan was for the roster and maybe LeBron expected certain things were going to be done and the front office hasn't done them because they are afraid to trade the picks. They're worried about, you know, potentially making another bad trade and something backfiring like the Russ trade did. Um, I think too, it comes also down to luxury tax. You know, the Lakers don't want to be well into the luxury tax, you know, so that factors into decisions. That's why some players are not here anymore because to re-sign them, the Lakers would have been that much farther in the luxury tax and they didn't want to go into that threshold. So there's lots of factors involved, but I think clearly fair or unfair, there, there is some sort of a disconnect between, you know, star and, you know, and management. Um, but for me, the, the biggest fear, I guess, is if, if you trade LeBron, fine, great. You know, if you can trade him for something that's going to make the team better, wonderful I, you know i let, let me let me see it let me see that the deal that's gonna make the team better whatever's gonna make the team better I, i'm always for right but my fear is that if it ends badly if the relationship ends badly if the breakup is bad if it ends in a bad messy divorce what is that gonna do for us moving forward is that going to affect the lakers down the road because it's going to look really bad that LeBron left badly and felt like he was mistreated or management lied to him or whatever, whether it's true or not, right. Is the perception going to be bad and is it going to hurt us for the next five or 10 years? Because, you know, stars aren't going to want to come here because, you know, look, look what happened to LeBron. Look the way that he got, you know, ousted and da, 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 da. Again, fair or unfair, is that perception of a guy like LeBron and the gravitas that he has around the league and clutch, is that going to set us back years because of it if it ends badly? That's that's my worry. First of all, did you say gravitas? Yes. <laughs> what the okay. Anyway. <clears throat> you can I, look it up I, later. I think I think he I think he said that's either light a fire under somebody. And he doesn't really want to leave. He just wants to light a fire to somebody. But even if – I think we already have a bad perception as far as, like, moves and stuff that's been done in, like, the last four or five years. 
or else we would have stars to come play with LeBron and AD because and take the less money, take the two-year deals. Instead of take, you know, the Lakers don't want to pay three-year deals because of the luxury tax or whatever it is, which I think is garbage, but that's another topic. Um, I, I think there's already some kind of perception about the front office, and that's why we're not getting the help that we need, and we're kind of, you know, we're kind of getting the players that are willing to come here and willing to take a year or two contract to kind of showcase their talents and hopefully win something. <clears throat> if not, then they showcase themselves in a big market and they can move on to somewhere else. Yeah, well, uh, to quote the phrase that, you know, you love to use, Anthony, um, what's, what's going on between LeBron and the front office is the cost of doing business, you know. Uh, we as Laker fans, we can't be shocked when LeBron in the front office aren't seen eye to eye because it's basically been like that all throughout his career. You know, uh, same with AD. We, we knew what we were signing up for when we acquired AD. So we can't be shocked when he only plays 40 games a season for us. You know, cost of doing business. We brought them both here. We won the championship in 2020. What are you going to do? You know, did, 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 did we get the return on investment? Maybe. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. When we acquired AD, I, I definitely think that the expectation was multiple championships. So maybe depending on who you ask, uh, this hasn't quite lived up to that expectation. Uh, and look, Anthony, look, I know I know what you're saying. You know, you see the reports out there. Everyone in the league is watching how the Lakers handle this situation because it could potentially affect, you know, future free agent signings, like you just said. Um, maybe stars are reluctant to join the Lakers under this management regime. Um, maybe, maybe, because you have to remember we're the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, and people are going to want to play for us at the end of the day, regardless, you know, we have the weather, we have the beaches, we're in the middle of Hollywood, you know, I'm sure. And you, you just, you just said it too, Anthony, I'm sure there really wasn't too much twisting of LeBron's arm to get him to resign here. So uh, you, you've talked in past episodes now. Why did we resign him? Why did we resign? Come on, dude. He wanted to be here anyway. So I think when it comes to joining the Lakers, I think a lot of players still remember, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant quote, which is, if I need to convince you to come here, then you ain't the one, you know? So, yeah. So um, I, I don't, I, I don't have that same fear. I don't share that same fear as you, Anthony. I think um, we, we, we have that, card in our back pocket already you know we're we're uh we're, we're the los angeles lakers uh people want to play here at the end of the day so those are my thoughts um yeah i mean that's true but it hasn't been as relevant as it was in years past because remember even before rob was here when you know when jim was running things people didn't want to come right we were kind of a joke right Mello was like nah forget it LaMarcus Aldridge like gave us a courtesy interview and then laughed about how bad our pitch was. So they weren't coming for the sunshine and beaches and, you know, uh, smoothies then. So why are they going to come now? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? Is it the same? Well, I think, I think maybe, um, you know, it, 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 Remember, when Jim Buss was running the joint, Kobe was still there. We know Kobe had a pretty lucrative contract there at the at the end. And, um, you know, 
Kobe can be an intimidating player. And we've talked about that with LeBron this year, you know, um, do, do stars want to come and be the man or do they want to, you know, be Kobe's sidekick or LeBron's sidekick, you know? So there's that you have to kind of think about too, you know? Um, you hear some of these stories that some of these ex players have said about Kobe and, you know, Karan Butler's like, Oh, like he gets signed and Kobe just signed a $120 million deal. He looks at Karan Butler and goes, are you ready to black out? <laughs> you know, Karan's like, what? <laughs> it's like, like those, those are the kind of things that I'm sure like guys in the league talked about, you know, and um, you know, who, who knows again, what, 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 what's being said around the league about playing with LeBron or playing under LeBron and, you know, uh, mellow mellow and uh who else was playing with lebron last year dwight like these guys couldn't even get contracts this year you know so it could be a make or break decision for a star to come and play alongside a superstar like lebron or kobe you know just my thoughts yeah well but two all, all these guys now in the league are buddies right there's no it's not like you know in the 80s and 90s where everybody hated each other all these guys are buddies. They all share the same agents, shoe deals and, and alcohol company deals. And, you know, they all have the same endorsements. So it's just, it's such a different league right now where these guys, they're, they're all, they're all cool. They're all hanging out together. It's, it's just a totally different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, like we've been saying too, we don't know what goes on a lot of times behind closed doors. We don't know what goes on in those locker rooms. So I know, you know, just, I, I just, think ultimately people are going to want to play. For the, I you hope want to so, be part cause... of the 17 championships. You want to be part of the legacy. You want to wear the purple and gold. And uh, I just don't, I don't really, like I said, I don't really share that same fear. Well, but believe me, I, I'm wrong. I am. Hey, I'm hoping you're right. I'm a hundred percent hoping you're right. I, but I, like I said, I'm just afraid that, you know, we're going to blow LeBron out. He's going to be pissed. And he's going to have all these buddies over drinking his Casa Lobos telling him, don't sign with the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tamper or anything, but you're telling me that a couple years down the line, like Jason Tatum won't want to come be a Laker. Hey, but, Hey, what, Hey, talk <laughs> about him. Rub your crystal ball. Whatever you got to do that. Troy Brown magic, whatever you got to do. <laughs> yes, sure. So, sure. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, you think he's going to sit here and be like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know. If, hey, uh, if I, like I, w- I will agree here. with you on one thing. You're, you're right about one thing. The guy that's going to come here is going to come here for all the right reasons. He's going to be like, I want to be the guy that puts the Lakers back on the map. I want to be the guy that flips the switch. I want to be the guy that carries the torch. So I will give you that. Like, if, if whoever's going to come, it's, it's, you know, it probably would be somebody like, Tatum who would really want to you know to have that mark so to speak he'd want yeah. to have that target on his back because he'd want to own it yeah for sure all right well that was fun let's uh let's end it with a little little fun time right one of our <laughs> special games here we love time. to play uh, we love to play this on the pod right our favorite game Billy loves this game ham or hamming it up for a matter of stats podcast, for a matter of stats podcast, I'm good. <laughs> no, Billy, I'll explain not, the rules to you right. again, just in case right. you don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding. Here we go. Yeah. First one: lean on your principles. Lean on your principles. Who wants to go first? Kobe. Well, we don't have to really go first. We can just say our answer. I think that is. Uh, I'm going to say ham. 
a ham that's well hold on uh i know in in other weeks we we said that this could be darvin ham or other players is this, are these three quotes strictly darvin ham or these are all these are all just uh darvin ham okay so i'm gonna yes. say i'm gonna say darvin ham did say that okay ham i'm gonna say hamming it up uh sadly kobe's correct <laughs> all, right. all right i was pulling for you billy but you know what can i do tally me up all right. Uh, we just got to be more prepared. We just got to like, be more prepared. That sounds like a ham coach statement. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say hamming it up. He did not say that. Dang it. Kobe's two for two. Come on, Billy. You're <laughs> killing me. I'm going to hey, get, my, get myself I'm, my own thermos. Jeez, I'm going to have to start feeding Billy <laughs> the answers before we record. <laughs> okay, last one. We have to do a better job of putting our competitiveness over our expectations. Well, they always said in school that the longest answer is usually the correct answer. So I'm going to say that that is ham. He did say that. Billy? These can't all be ham, but damn it. (laughs) Come on, Billy. You got to get one right. I'm going to go with Kobe on this. Uh, Nope. I made it up. (laughs) In fairness, he said something similar, but I changed it a little bit. Oh, my God. What the hell? This guy tweaking it, Billy? Tweaking the rules? Well, he just said we have to do a better job of being more competitive. But I I added to it to trick you. Okay, (laughs) can't just add something. I can do whatever I want. It's my game. (laughs) You you, want to make the rules, you come up with a game. All right, Anthony, so I'm going to order myself the thermos, and then I just want you to Venmo me for it, okay? <laughs> thermos. I uh, I, just, hey, for the record, I want to be clear. The thermos comes empty. does not come with anything in it. I have a game, but we got to do it in person. <laughs> <laughs> it requires that Billy diet. Here we go. Yeah, it requires Oh, man. Part of that off-season Billy diet. I was going to say something really funny, but it's not appropriate. <laughs> Anyways, that about wraps up another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. Of course, we thank you guys for listening. Please uh, make sure you find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Check out the IG, follow us on Twitter, and check out our YouTube page. Peace out. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. Thank you.